0: It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Lokes. And here's the podcast. Yay. Whoa. You sounded
1: very 1940s there. You know. That's I, because we're doing a podcast here, <laughs> you see? We got <laughs> <gotta, gotta get laughs> the, the, the whistles pop- and the whips and the bips. Spoiling, I tell you. <laughs> Hey guys.
2: I'm so happy to be back. Uh, I'm so happy that SNL is back. Me too. I am just happy in general.
0: I am. Oh, that's nice. Yep. There's a lot of a lot of hell in the world though. <laughs> cool bring it down right off the bat. There's a hurricane
1: <sighs> <laughs> On that note, well, thanks for listening, guys. That's been fun. That's we lost all of our viewership. Joe Wicker's the only one listening now.
0: Oh, Joe Wicker loves hurricanes.
1: No, he loves our <laughs> podcast. Oh, hi, Joe. Guys, the ten to one. It's SNL. It's review time. We had a great episode. Uh, Domino Gleeson's father, Brendan Gleeson. I feel like Brendan Gleeson is a bigger actor than his son. Yeah, he is. Domhnall he Gleeson absolutely. is, is oh, Brendan yeah. Gleeson's son. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> let's be. Sh- let's be. But great. for you, for you millennials. I'm just pointing out who this man is. Yeah, because he and, and they touched on it quite a bit. That you know that you might not know who he is, but he is a stalwart. He's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and he, and the episode overall pretty great. And I'm gonna say, seems like a peach of a person, doesn't Man, he? Just a nice mm-hmm. guy.
2: He does. Yeah. Uh, I Ugh. I really uh, and I I I genuinely love the films he does. I just Absolutely. think he's a, a fantastic actor. Um, And I fell in love with him as a person during this episode. Uh, It just seemed like he was a great guy. Um, I'm going to say I didn't love. We talked about this. If you didn't listen to the the intro episode for this new season, uh, go back and listen to our first episode of the season. There were some things we liked, a lot of things we just were okay with. I'm excited to talk about this episode because I thought it was really good.
1: Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. This is an improvement for sure over the first episode. I'm not even. I'm going to push back on here. I
2: don't think it's an improvement. I think it's just really good. Like I think in general, objectively,
0: in the time that we've been doing this. I'm well, but say, it, but if it is an objectively good episode, it then has to be by default an improvement. Certainly,
1: <laughs> but I think that tonight's point—he's saying it's—I'm saying it's an improvement. Whereas it's not amazing, but it's just an improvement. Yeah, he's it, saying no, no, this right. is amazing. It's it would by yeah. default an improvement.
2: Improvement could include a lot of things there. I think it was this is not this is an improvement,
1: but not an amazing episode. Oh,
0: see, no, I thought it was an amazing. I episode. think I think this is a very good episode. Okay, well, gonna, let's not,
1: let's get it. Let, Without further produce,
0: let's do it. Episode two of season 48, hosted by Brendan Gleeson with musical guest Willow, as in Willow Smith, daughter of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith and brother of Jaden Smith. How'd she get the show then? Uh, I think that she auditioned. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: That's that's really shitty, actually. Hey, guys. I'm sure a, she's very talented. She is. Uh, she's very talented. Actually,
0: I, I will say, her. Uh, I don't normally listen to much of the musical guests. I, I check out a little bit of the song, and if I want to hear the rest, then I will. Uh, her second song was much different than her first song, and it was a very hard rock. Yeah, the, uh,
1: I actually watched it. It was really good. It was good. It was cool. I rescind my shit talking. She was very talented. So we're going to get into this because
2: he's actually in a sketch, but and he's in the monologue. But I wanted to ask you guys, do you think Colin Farrell has ever hosted SNL? Yes, I know yes, for a fact he has, has, and the
0: last time he hosted it was in December of 2004. You and looked he looked that, up you well. looked that up. Yeah. Well, I, lo- I looked it up because I made a reference to it in yep. my review. I didn't did, 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 I I did see, see that, but yes, correct. Like and e, for yeah. those
1: of the, you that don't know, Bradford writes a review for SNL on Slash Film, and yes. you should go check it out, and it's blah, blah, bliggity, blah, so Anyway,
0: yeah, I do start off every review with block it, bliggity, blah. No, it's
1: blah,
2: blah, bliggity, blah. Oh, Get it right. It. Yeah, sorry. All right, let's move on to the first episode, the cold opening. Not the first the episode,
1: <laughs> the first sketch.
2: All right, moving on to the cold opening. So, you think you won't snap? Written by Allison Gay, Streeter Seidel, Ken Sublet, Brian Tucker, game show contestants Keenan Thompson, Heidi Gardner, Chloe Feynman, and a newcomer to the cast, Devin Walker, compete to see who can keep their cool the longest. What did you guys think of this? Uh, hey, for all the conservatives that think that they never make fun of Joe Biden
0: or liberals, they did. They did. And, well, and first of all, I'd like to say, too, I believe just last episode, we talked about how they don't open the show with game shows. And I think someone was listening and they're like, you know what? Fuck the 10 to 1 podcast. I mean,.
1: <laughs> A couple of things have happened where I am like, th- "There is no way they're listening," but I am glad that they are improving because of yeah. this. Uh, this is one of those instances where where they they did something uh, that
0: that was topical and timely as far as the headlines and everything, but it wasn't their typical press conference meeting in the Oval Office, you know, that the same kind of political satire bullshit they normally do, Fox and Friends,
1: what whatever, you know, MSNBC. It's a great way to run down what just happened. Yeah, hey, here is everything we're not going to do a full sketch about, mainly, and it's a it uh, what's new and different in the news also political yeah. but not under the, the subtext of a pretty even fucking, sided yeah did you, honestly did you this guys time, love
2: Bo yang as the game show host of course
1: he mm-hmm. was incredible i it was great yeah. Yeah. yeah this is one of my favorite sketches of the night it was really good
0: it was a lot of fun i didn't i enjoyed it very much I especially uh, you know Keenan has the ability to in single moments to like make, make me laugh aloud, loud as soon as he like lost it at the first mention of Elon
1: Musk. But also, it's a, a, a testament to the writing because it comes along in the sketch when it's just about, okay, well, here's the third one. Yeah, yep. It, yep. And, the, and it, it did need to be quick. You needed to break it. Okay, you know, yeah, smart. We talk about that acceleration in a yeah. sketch. Really, uh, if you really don't good. accelerate, and, then uh, you lose interest. By the way, interest. ending with the newcomer, uh, and he, he crushed it. Who?
2: I just... He did so well. I think looks like Pete Davidson, like a weird relative of Pete Davidson. Do you guys not see that or no? No, no, I get it. He's tall and young. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just kind of looks like- similar shaped
0: head. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) in the smile, in the smile.
2: Um, But uh, uh, only twenty years old, man, already on SNL. I wish I had that confidence
0: at twenty. My goodness. And I tell you what, he did great, man. He 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 really felt. You know, I was doing at twenty, I was uh, going to college and I was living in an apartment with three other dudes. You know, jerking off in my room, uh, getting
1: that's a a, that's a lot to take in right there. It's pretty small. (laughs)
0: Uh, But yeah, so I I wish I was uh, on SNL when I was 20 years old. So
2: did I, Brad? We all did. Uh, yeah, it it is it is amazing that he's on there, and again, so jealous of the confidence. I would not have had that confidence at 20 years old. Not I even barely it, have not the even confidence. It, I don't have that confidence already, now.
1: Right? Yeah, not even a tick of nervousness. Not and not it, even a little
2: bit. And did so well. I, you know, again, we we talk sometimes about the the commentary, right? So sketches oftentimes like this that have a little bit of politics in nature. Are often making also social commentary i love the idea that you know we're all trying to be okay after covid after 2020 election the, the you know that still hangs for me so right the, the stuff we're all that- trying to be okay
1: the stuff that, that really worked in the sketch was the fact, like, on the second iteration, they bring out a flight attendant, which, again, yep. that's been in the news. But instead of just covering that as a thing, they made it a set piece with Sh- Sarah Sherman. And now, it be- it's again, it's something they're talking about nationwide, the uptick in violence against flight attendants. So why yep. not use it as the- – it's really good writing, honestly.
0: By the way, I just want to point out, too. When uh, in this particular case, but also other times, whenever Sarah Sherman it doesn't ever have plays her, normal her usual style. Uh, I don't want to say normal because she is a normal yeah, person. seriously. Uh, but she just has a, an alternative style. That's uh, fair. I, but I will say whenever she does ha- look more like a str- uh, like a straight laced like person that doesn't have her uh you know haircut uh, yeah. and like that yeah. kind of thing, she looks like Emma Stone.
2: Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I just realized when Ben said that. Uh, yeah, that it's Sarah Sherman. Uh, I did not realize that that was Sarah Sherman. Yeah, uh, because again, I'm so used to ha There was a time
0: know, last season that that happened where I it took I took me a second to realize who it was. And she doesn't really talk in it, so yeah. she
1: she like you said, almost is a set piece and, of the sketch. And but- I do want to take that really back because yeah, I got to get better at that. I say normal meaning like plain and stupid and boring. I don't mean it like. No, know, I think we yeah. knew what you meant. Yeah. But the, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no I want to right, apologize because yeah. that's shitty. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's not normal.
2: But but again. Her style is so um over the top, right? Yeah, it exactly. is over, it is eccentric, it's it's her and I love yeah. it. Um and I just didn't recognize her until Ben just said she was
1: in the sketch. Yeah, so, it a, it's uh, just a great use of that uh that also you know, a news story that they're not using as a topic, but just kind of still using it as a I just loved it. I loved it. All right, moving on. Uh, the monologue
2: by Brendan Gleeson, written by Mike DiCenzo and Jake Norwin. First-time host, Brendan Gleeson plays some tunes on his mandolin and talks about reuniting with Colin Farrell. I'm going to say this. I didn't love this. And, and this idea of... You're tuning a guitar, and you're talking in between the tuning, and you're going. It's a play it's a common bit. comedy trope. It's again, a, a
0: very disarming thing to do to make people be on your side. Steve Martin
2: does this beautifully, by the way. He's done this many times because, again, he's a great banjo player, and 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 it's again, it's you. If you go to a concert, sometimes, especially like an acoustic yeah. concert, that's often what they do. I, I thought he was way more nervous than I thought he would be. He was. And that he was nervous. Threw me. That threw me. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I thought he was endearing. I thought he was, in in a weird way, like kind of cute. You know, like he seemed nervous. This this wonderful actor that has a, an incredible resume, super nervous. I didn't find it very funny though.
0: I think that I don't think the intention was to be like flat out laugh out loud funny. I think the idea was for him. To have this folksy appearance and tell these jokes that did feel kind of like old timey jokes that like your dad might tell at like the barber shop with your uncle or something like that. Ben, you had an uncle who was a barber. And Literally, so, yeah. He was probably a little bit more dirty, I think, with the jokes. But, yeah. uh, but these are the kind of these are like you know old school jokes. Did like, it work for you though? It didn't work for me like in- completely. I appreciated it and I thought it was very charming. But l- like yeah. like you, I wasn't sort of thinking, oh, this is great. But I understood what they were going for, and I think Brendan Gleeson is just like a delightful enough presence. I did say I-, I will say I did love it much more when Colin Farrell came out, just because seeing them together, like they clearly have a great friendship, and like you could just feel the bond between them when they were on stage together.
2: And I think, I because think, after I saw that, that that was the redeeming thing for me, yeah. um, is when they... Because I, I honestly didn't get the mandolin part. He is, a, he is a, from what I read, an accomplished mandolin player. He's a very good mandolin player. I mean, it um, was very good mandolin playing. I know, yeah, but was... I,
0: I didn't I didn't get that well, part, Well, it's, a, it's right? an instrument.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so mandolin is a small...
0: I would have loved, the Piccolo?
1: I don't know what that is, either.
0: I, I would have loved... A piccolo's pretty small already. And actually, a piccolo is a flute, I think. It no, is. Lizzo yes. said no.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a flute. Um, mm-hmm. It is a... A
1: wind <laughs> instrument. So uh, no, at the end of the day, uh
0: speaking of wind instruments, here comes Ben.
1: <laughs> I didn't think that it was uh any less endearing just because he was nervous. I thought but it but it didn't do the thing where like you normally see somebody nervous and you're like, uh it, it it was kind of in between where I'm like it, this sketch would have, or this monologue would have been much better if it was tight and it, and he wasn't, you know, nervous and kind of misreading the cue. But ground. he
0: also did say he's like, I'm not one who's very good right. at telling jokes, no, and so
1: I, I get that. But also it, that if he would have delivered those lines perfectly, and then I'm not one for jokes, so I'm gonna play the mandolin, and then it, it goes into a Steve Martin character about telling jokes, then it would have worked. But he yeah. was a little nervous, and and it, it yeah. kind of threw the whole or, thing or off a little. Or throw
2: the bit. mandolin away and do something more with colin farrell because
1: that worked you guys that I, that i think that worked. if this would have gone off perfectly as written you wouldn't be bitching so we, much no it, it just would have it would have worked just fine it was unfortunate that he was yeah he had a little you know i did love that nervous. colin
0: farrell came in with a cartoonishly large oh. mustache and then took it out and they even said he's like oh well, i just got back from the mustache, mustache shop
2: work. oh <laughs> so good all right moving on uh probably the most controversial sketch uh on a very <laughs> online basis. Uh, the Try Guys, written by Mar- uh, Gary Richardson, Will Steven, next Bowen the- Yang, Celestium. A CNN is broadcast it, is, is interrupted it- by breaking news. Hold on. Of The Try Guys, played <laughs> by Mikey Day, Bowen Yang, Andrew Desmukes. Uh, response video to Ned Fulmer. Now, we've texted about this. Our- obviously, our listeners don't know this. We disagree about this sketch. Is
1: it because I'm just old? And yes. then I just don't care about these people, and that's why it's I not mean, funny to me.
0: For me, it's not my age. I just don't give a shit, period. Like this this is the kind of internet culture stuff that like drives me fucking insane. And so like I don't care about it on that level, but it's also just not very funny to me because the what's happening in the headlines isn't interesting, first of all. And so like SNL doing it just feels like they're kind of desperately trying to tap into what people are talking about. And it's not that you know, SNL has always done stuff that is timely, that has made headlines and relevant. And I understand what Nate's going to say here in a second, is that <laughs> they are mocking the idea that people place importance on this and are paying attention to it, and that it has been making all these headlines on CNN and yeah, MSNBC going, and all that going, stuff. Keep going, keep going, But I don't think it was funny no, enough there's to, no but. to warrant their commentary on it, and they didn't bring anything new to the table that wasn't already all over everywhere else on the internet.
2: Okay, all right. Here's where you're wrong. Um, so- and the next sketch... Nope, <laughs> nope. I got to make my case here. Um, so there, there is a broader conversation that we are not participating in here, whether or not it was appropriate, right? Um, there are a lot of people that say, you know, it is the Try Guys asked for privacy right now and SNL didn't give it to them. I think that's crap. SNL doesn't give privacy
1: to anybody, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but
0: Especially he, when you're so in the public eye, like you are yeah, allowed so, to be so parodied. that part, Nate,
1: I was like, next? That has no bearing here.
0: Yep. Let me make
2: this point first. So I didn't know who the Try Guys were. Didn't know it all um and my kids are on youtube all the time they might watch it i don't know uh i had no idea who these guys were hadn't heard of them um they're not part of the youtube channels i watch i do watch a decent amount on youtube i certainly knew about them i knew all about their backstory and everything within days mm-hmm. based on yeah, ooh, see, I, based on twitter and reddit those two things and i knew all about way more than i wanted I also watched the news every morning, and I loved how the news was trying to cover it, which I thought was the comedy. They did not know the Try Guys either. It was very clear.
0: The only part I did appreciate about the sketch was Brendan Gleeson was kind of the perfect person to make the CNN correspondent to talk about this because yep. he talked about it in such a serious manner, and that was amusing know, and I, I do like when- Because again, they're
1: trying to cover it as real news. Of course. Well, and when, when SNL does it well, it's of course, if you look at the actor on paper, he's 67 of yeah. course so why would this guy this character in this universe care yeah but the fact that he knows and ego exactly. doesn't is the joke yeah. and that part i was and there again for. why should any of us care not about the try guys
2: the Try guys are, are great content creators right yeah but they had an uh, an affair an in-house affair obviously this person did and they got rid of their guy i mean again maybe because i deal with a lot of people as a pastor these kind of things that have had affairs Affairs aren't as uncommon as you might think, right? Whoa um, And so so Salacious. I know. And so that I think the whole point of SNL is like, oh, somebody had a workplace affair? Right. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But make it funny. I, okay, I, I will give it to you. I didn't think it was the best sketch. I did laugh though. I also liked Bo and Yang's interpretation of the guy. Did you watch the video at all about the try guys? Fuck no. no. Okay. No. Okay. So you don't understand then. Some of the things they're doing was very, very similar to what the sure. video is. Well, it's, good a, it's a great impersonation. Fine, but uh, and I again, don't care. I'm
1: sure the young twenty somethings that yeah. watch all this. the young
0: twenty somethings that watch SNL just on YouTube.
1: But also, I mean, honestly, they are trying to tap into that market. I, I don't, I don't hate SNL for trying. We just this. talked about a, a, yeah. a
2: guy, a Devin Walker, that's twenty years old. Right, I, I, you know, don't destroy guys are like
0: twenty. At a certain point, you know? it just
1: means that we don't, we're not as in touch. But I will say even when they do parodies and things of things that I don't know about when it's really funny, that doesn't
0: matter. that's the thing. there have been, there've been plenty of instances where I'm not fully understanding or have a grasp on what's happening as far as like what they're parroting from pop culture. and it still ends up being a funny sketch to me, you know And so like th- this just wasn't one of them. I mean, I, I guess the difference is I'm a millennial,
2: you guys are Xers. You guys don't understand what we.
1: Do. You know what I will say though. One of the one of the best parts, besides uh, Brendan Gleeson being the old man that is hip, you know, to this, is the fact that like for the first time in a long time, like Andrew Dershukes and Mikey Day were breaking, and it was so fun <laughs> to watch Andrew Dershukes literally turn to the side and put his arm up because he was laughing and he was like yep. turning away from camera, and then Mikey Day is like, "How do I? I don't want to talk right now." It was that part was really good. Yeah, again, I thought it was a. I think I I
2: laughed actually quite a bit more than you guys did at this, but whatever. All right, new cast members written by only Colin Jost, right? And I'm going to give it to him on this one because I. Loved this pre-tape. So the show's four new cast members. Uh, Marcelo Hernandez, and Molly Carney, Michael Longfellow, and Devin Walker talk about the experience being on SNL so far with Molly having very different experiences <laughs> than her co-workers. Uh, Keenan Thompson obviously
1: appears at the end as well. And I have such Matt Foley or such Chris Farley vibes from her. Oh, for, yeah from, from, from thing yeah, they, yeah. Um, she's, yeah, jump, them, she's them.
0: like 80 Bryant meets Chris Farley in a way yeah absolutely uh,
2: but but did you not get though in this uh, a little bit of uh the um uh Kate McKinnon Colleen Rafferty vibe as well
1: a little bit a little bit but I I really do I I just remember watching this and feeling like if Chris Farley was alive and doing SNL like as a new cast member, that would have been the yeah. role that like, he would have done. It I was, see,
0: I see AD Bryant in her expressions, like when she's talking yeah, about I things that she's worried about. But then
1: I hear the voice, yeah, I hear
0: I hear Farley cadence. like in her voice, Absolutely. yeah, the way she talks. Too. And, and I even got those
1: Sarah Sherman on a little bit too. Incredible compliment, yeah. by the way. She cr- or, sorry, they crushed this. Yeah, and I'm getting better at my pronouns, guys. I'm sorry.
2: No, well, again to that point, <laughs> One of the funniest things I think is uh, where she talks about <laughs> like it's actually they and not she. But it didn't feel like the right yeah. moment for that pronoun talk. <laughs> oh I, I laughed. So I do.
0: I have forgotten that too. Hearted I need, I need to be. Yeah, better. No,
2: uh, and I, and again though, what I loved about it is again. Here she's laughing at it as well. Man. A little bit, you know. Um, or sorry, they. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, see? Uh, you No, know, I know, I know, I know. Um, we will get better. I am we so will. sorry, Molly. Um, I love these four. Yeah. I no, love I, these so four.
1: I can't remember the last time I saw a a couple of new cast members come in and had such an immediate endearment. Toward, towards them yeah. and i believe it's it's probably because i don't remember the last time four new cast members got this much airtime so early I- immediately yeah right? this
0: that was the most surprising thing because like for, they already did that in the cold open and the, the season premiere like they spotlighted each of them gave them a moment Michael Longfellow even had his own breakout thing at yep. Weekend Update desk this is the first time where they had a sketch that was squarely focused on the new featured players and oh. they, they got their chance to shine like they weren't just there like back when they did the uh, uh, new cast member or member of Arcade yep. Fire when it was like a little yep. thing where they kind of showed up this was fully based around them and their comedy and like it, it worked so.
1: They well. knocked it out of the
2: park. Um, again, I loved uh, Marcelo Hernandez's. Uh, <laughs> just like Lauren's almost like, like a- maybe
1: just don't pitch it for two years. It and was then, almost hey, you know what? Don't even
0: come in. Just stay stay at home. <laughs> stay at your home.
2: Yeah. It was almost very David Spade-ish because David Spade talks a lot about when he first got hired into SNL. So he got hired at the end of one season. The last like five episodes didn't get a sketch on. Didn't even like sniff anything right. Um, and like just tried to stay out of people's way. Next season, halfway through the season. St- Still didn't have any sketches on and still wasn't given you know and, yeah. and this idea that new writers new cast members like it, it is hard to get a, a
1: sketch on right yeah. Um, yeah, it's impossible to uh, so, yeah. so i i love
2: this idea that i'm already setting myself up to not even have any so success
1: do you think this has anything and i mean anything to do with the backlash of like the aristotle and melissa and what is aristotle's last
0: name Atari, no, I want to Oh, whoops! <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it's more so the idea that they have eight less cast members yeah. than they did last year, and so there's room for stuff like this now. Sure, agreed. no, that's
2: agreed, and I think that's great. Out of all four of
1: them, I want to see more.
2: I, yeah, like, I, I really want to see more of out of all of them.
1: Yeah, th- so yeah, that's the other thing is I, watching all four. There's not one that I, I nope. dislike more than that. Like right now, I'm like, yeah, just give me all four. Even more. And all
2: of them had personality, which is really rare. Again, Mm -hmm. like... Uh, some of the cast members last year it took a while to figure out their personalities you already can kind of you feel it these yeah. guys are hitting the hitting the ground running I'm, I'm just so Absolutely. excited about the cast yeah. this year all right moving on blonde I've not seen blonde uh, written by Chloe Feynman Jimmy Fowley Heidi Gardner or Ben Silva and a scene from Netflix's movie blonde two people played by Brendan Gleason and Heidi Gardner read fan Mel to Marilyn Monroe played by Chloe Feynman um, I couple things I like about this. Brendan Gleason is in a dress. Um, <laughs> but but it, also still has his full beard. But still has his full <laughs> beard. Uh, and like fully committing to the role. Yeah. I love it when cast members who don't always laugh in sketches, right? I'm not talking Jimmy Fallon. I'm not talking about, you know, people that break no it. One's talking but Heidi Gardner Fallon. was laughing in this, and I just loved it. And I don't know if it was...
0: I will say I, I wasn't sure if she was because I'm pretty sure she part was. of me thought that it was it was it just looked like it because that was how she was doing the old woman voice I, I, I went back and forth sometimes yep. it felt like she was breaking and then other times I would watch her and it seemed like that was just how she was like getting ready to do the voice
2: I think part of it was just some of the lines again you yeah. know they're talking about horror they're talking about these kind of things. Also, the way that Brendan Gleeson was delivering it, yeah. um, I, I honestly didn't love this sketch. Uh, but I rewatched it and I liked it more the second time.
1: I um, I, I, I side with, I guess I'm siding with Nate on the on the breaking part of it because I feel like every time that Heidi was going to do her line, yes, there is some preparation there, but like. I swear to God, she looked at the words, yep. yeah. and then was like,
0: mm, "I going yeah, to say right.
1: this." And and we watched part of so it,
0: much from her that I've never yeah, seen her I, do something. It was like ben that. has like, probably <laughs> seen more than we have.
1: Dude. <laughs> and again, this episode is no different. She was just a rock star, just a solid performer that I respect comedically.
0: No, um, the, I will. I, I have not seen, by the way, I have not seen Blonde. You have, yeah. Is there a is is this is there this
2: is, a scene in the yes. film?
0: Okay, <laughs> there is a scene. That's, so so it's not quite like 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 this as far as like replicating the actual scene. Just
1: call yeah. her a whore she's, over and over again. Well, no, no, so, so no the, but so,
0: fan mail and kind of things. So like in this. the real scene, there are two older women who are reading her fan mail while she's getting like tied up in a corset and getting ready. And what the first one is a nice one that it's like you are the sweetheart of the month and that kind of thing. And the second one is you are a tramp whore. You know, like your parents should be disgusted like that. Like a, it's, it's it's a
1: legit scene and they just took it to the next level. And so in the real movie, right, does the person reading the fan mail letter just Read the whole thing like that? Yeah, she literally just reads it deadpan. Like, what the f-
0: Like, they haven't, ve- she hasn't, she didn't vet this. She thought this <laughs> would be a good idea to read this letter to Marilyn Monroe. She's going to want to know
1: that she's a whore.
2: Yeah. Or so. a flower. Or a flower. Yeah, exactly. James Austin Johnson playing the straight guy there a little bit. Yeah. Classic, they don't know how to end this shit. Yep. Yeah. Bitch. yeah. <laughs> no, I
1: don't
0: know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. So weird. Moving on to the next one. Headshots written by Mike Disenzo, Andrew Dismukes, Alex English, and Jake Norbin. A grandson played by Newcastle. Member Michael Longfellow is overshadowed by his grandfather, played by Brennan Gleason, while taking headshots.
1: Brad, you seem like you've got something
2: to
0: say about this. I love this sketch. Actually. Did you really? I really did. I thought this. Honestly, this was one of those sketches that felt like it could have been a ten to one sketch. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was odd. The, yeah. way, the way Andrew Dismukes was playing it was like he was really just like putting like the weird out there as this character, the way he was talking and everything. Uh, and of course, like I just love watching Brendan Gleeson in the sketch doing poses and like his like, facial he was, expressions. He so he's just like seeing an actor like him of his stature and just like someone who it. looks like him doing that stuff is hilarious on its own.
1: Like I could never imagine like Brian Cox doing, doing this. Right. But, but Brendan, But I listen, bet you he would though. Honestly, you think so? Yeah. Let's get Brian Cox on the show.
0: I think he, did he host? I, th- I want to oh, say, I don't he, think so. I thought he did
1: anyway. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, though clearly, like if it, we we do always talk about, is the host game for whatever that is kind of a big litmus test for us as far as like Brian Cox will, has
0: not hosted SNL.
1: Thank you. W- will they do whatever? And and he was clearly in for, for whatever, anything, game yeah. for anything, and that's a huge checkmark for me in the plus column of like okay. Good host, bad host. That's the good host checkmark.
0: Yeah, um, and Colin Farrell coming into this sketch too, of course, was great and like brought another level of absurdity because I I did love too. And he's like, "Well, I've never been photographed before," <laughs> and my gong was like, "That's a that's lie." A
1: lie. <laughs> so there, a it, lot of good stuff. It went on a little long for me, like, Not for I, me. like cause I like because at a certain point I'm like, I get it, they're doing this and they keep doing it, and so I was I was ready for it to be done, but then Colin Farrell does come in and it does have it, save it save a little bit. Double cute and shy boys. Uh, yeah, that was fine. I I, I laughed, but they could have cut it a little bit tighter. That's all. Nate, did you love the sketch? <sighs> did you hate it? Neither. You're I the I... one that says this is the best episode SNL has ever no, done. No, no, no. no. And if so you okay. must love every sketch. No, I, objectively, the best no, show I, I ever. I, I didn't say it was the best show ever. Stop <laughs> you you said this said is objectively it was a, the best a show great ever. episode. Okay, so then this was a great sketch then. I don't think every episode I
0: think it was
2: a good sketch. I was fine. I just wasn't my favorite in this. I don't reveal it in Ben.
1: Like I don't think Well he's over here saying like it was a bad sketch and then now it's a good sketch. which is it I said I'm I'm
2: just kinda torn on it. Like I think Is it a skit? No 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 It's not a skit. No. no. it is a good sketch. I just it wasn't my favorite. I think there were better ones in this episode. Fair enough. And so when I watched this, there was nothing about this that really grabbed me. Moving on, please don't destroy. I was so glad to see Please Don't Destroy back. They did not have anything in the opening uh episode well they, they wrote a bunch of sketches but they didn't i know have they, they wrote like yeah. five of the sketches right yeah. four um please don't destroy guys uh written by martin herlihy john higgins ben marshall martin ben and john play high school versions of themselves well it turns out that their friend tommy played by brendan gleason is in fact 70 or 67 years old um Again, also silly, but this one hit me. I, I, oh, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was, it was so great. funny the
0: way <laughs> the way the boys react so earnestly to like and like feeling betrayed, and just like how uh, you know Brendan Gleeson like explains to them and like breaks their hearts, and the flashbacks especially. You've oh been my taking gosh. drugs, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, like, it's my heart medicine or something. Uh,
1: I, I I just thought it was great. Nate, how old's your father? Uh, he is sixty-eight. Oh, my, he'll be sixty-eight. My dad is sixty-nine. Uh, Brad, how old's your mom?
0: Uh yeah cuz my dad's dead. Yeah yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> my my mom is uh 61. All right, so she's the young one here, but uh for us that have parents that are pushing 70. Yeah. I I was watching this going like what like literally my dad's 2 years older than Brenda Gleeson here. What would it be like if my father was like trying to do this? It, like because at a certain point SNL is a young person's game right? This is crazy. Like when Betty White hosted, I'm sure they were holding her hand the entire time and like propping her up basically, because she's a really old lady, Yeah, but Brandon Gleason is 67, clearly still very, uh, uh, capable uh, of acting and, and running around and being. but I look at my own father and I go like, would he be able to keep up with this? Pay-? And like, and, and what would it be like? That's a tall task. And, and then to see this sketch and I get it, it's a pre tape, obviously as they all are, uh, but it was it was very very funny obviously to watch the the dichotomy between young and old and then in a in a way that they were able to end the sketch you know they actually did come back and you know they all kind of forgive him at the end like it doesn't matter that he's old we're still we're going to run this school and that part brought it all home for me like i was like how are they going to end this and then when it got sillier you yep. know and and escalated to the the ultimate silliness of like it's gonna be fine. We're friends forever, especially with the truck scene. Yep. <laughs> they just are all in the back of the truck. I really laughed a lot at this.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it so much.
0: You I know, think, again, do you, you it, do know that that end is referencing a movie, right? It is right. What is the movie? It's referencing the perks of being a wall. That's right. The perks of being no. no. Have you have you seen perks of being I wall? I haven't. Fire? Is that my next movie? Is uh, it a horror movie? I'll make you watch it. it. No, it's a coming of age movie. Oh, of course it is. That's
2: why you love it. For this sketch to be pulled off in the way that it was you do need is uh, our, our dads or of somebody like this, uh, Sylvester. You can't do that. You have to have some kind of sincere. Although um, it
1: would be really funny to see somebody just only of like Ryan Gosling's age. Oh, sure. Because, like, a 40-year-old. But, or does that feel creepy? It does feel creepy at that point, <laughs> honestly. So having, you know, Brandon was be literally 67. And, you know, he's not a small, slight guy. He's a big, nope, yep. burly dude. With, like, a,
2: a massive and, facial and, hair.
1: And, of course, then they go to the next level. He's Irish, and they're like, I thought you were from wherever. Yep. You know, I don't know. It was good. All right, moving on. Uh, weekend
2: update, if our listeners might not know this, but uh, we debate this each episode to decide if Michael Che and Colin Jost have enough and guys, emotional
1: chemistry to make Brad happy. We didn't even ask this question last time.
0: We did. We did. We, had, we actually literally made the exact same scene about it.
1: No. Yeah. Uh, no. no, we I don't did. think we've ever talked about this on the show before. Brad, did they have chemistry?
0: Uh, you know, it was better this time than the first episode. <laughs> uh, it I still wasn't one of my you know preferred uh, didn't make amount. out. It wasn't. It wasn't my preferred amount of banter. I didn't and, and see ribbing. any banter. I didn't, I didn't see, any. see any
2: banter this time.
0: There yeah. was a. There was a little bit of chuckling at each other, like from jokes and stuff like that. I which think that, which was, like, I I think yeah, that was off camera. I think that was
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, but see, I thought I think that was like Colin Joe's chuckling at the response that Michael Che got from the jokes. But that was like more of him to the audience. But like, I like. Rather but but I like che. that kind
0: of stuff. And that but uh, that's
1: not a back and forth between them. It's him and the audience.
0: But it's still an interaction that's also between them it's it's the dance it's the
2: dance that brad likes oh thank you thank you nate Nate.
0: um no i'm trying to understand what brad likes
2: about this before we get into the actual like bits in weekend update what did you guys think of the jokes from weekend update did you guys like it
0: yeah i thought i actually thought that the the one-liners were stronger this episode than the previous uh than the season premiere agreed Uh, the one that i was like holy shit was the one where he said whose uh beard is patchier than his eye
1: Huh. Yep. and yeah. he was because he was wearing an eye patch. Really I was like good. holy and then shit. followed up with a depth perception joke yeah. like, just really going after him and you know what that is kind of maybe in response to the fact that they did it the last time and then Pete Davidson had, had to apologize, apologize. and yeah. then like, you know what yep. fuck that guy yeah, he's seriously. an oath keeper fuck this and I think that maybe a little bit there like maybe we I, were right before Yeah, um, I hope so
2: uh, so anyway, the first uh, bit on weekend update was Black Ariel on Disney's live action Ariel remake. It's just Ariel. Um written by Martin Herlihy, John Higgins by Marshall and Celeste, Yim, uh played by Ego Noodim. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Did
1: this hit you guys or no? I was a big old swing and a miss for me.
0: Yeah, I, I I thought it was fine. I I felt it felt kind of weird to like take a character that so many people are perceiving as being like uh, important for, like, young black girls to see and turn it into a thing of be like, I'm not a role model. And it's like, well, like... I don't know. This seems like kind of a weird stance. Like, like I get what they were trying to say and trying to do, but it just didn't fully work for me. There was some stuff, uh, like that Ego's delivery. You know, I thought was funny, and just the way that she was being very, you know, sassy to Michael Che and whatnot. But overall, I I didn't love it.
2: Yeah, Ego's performance was the best thing about oh, this absolutely. for me. The she, jokes she was- didn't hit as much. Is it weird that the four people that wrote this, there was two or three white guys, and Celeste wrote it as well? <laughs> Ego wasn't even a writer on this. So you didn't even have like um, uh, uh, a person of color necessarily or a black uh, woman or anything writing this sketch. Is that weird or is that okay? I
1: I don't know how often that happens. And so I I don't feel comfortable answering that just because I don't know. Does this happen all the time where three white writers write a black character and and the and the actor or actress that's portraying this character goes, "Yeah, I'll sign up for this because I yep. love it." And if Ego had a problem with it, she would have been like, "Well, that's and, not." And Venus. I don't think there was any. I want to no, go no. on
2: record. I don't think there was anything problematic. Exactly, with but it, the yeah. fact that they, it it wasn't that good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, would it have been better? Uh, because again, Brad kind of mentioned it a little bit that you know there there, there is something. I've seen the videos. I've seen there yeah. is something significant about um, somebody that is a you know. Uh, white, red headed cartoon character is now going to be a, a black mermaid, so, which is great. And and a lot of black girls and boys saw that part and got very excited about it. I and- think
1: that this is a case of it's the right idea. Like the the, the premise here is fine. Like yeah uh Black Ariel comes onto the show and I think honestly it it would have been better if she had just never heard the criticism. Right, and so they like Colin Jones. Was like they said this, and she goes, "What? What?" And it's just this incredulousness that could have been yeah. funnier, yeah. and it still would have not. I don't want to say punching down because it it's not really, but it's taking away the thing that it's supposed to be. And yeah. I don't know that SNL is is good at that.
2: And again, I, I want to reiterate, I don't think there was anything problematic. About no, no, no. But I, I do think I, I would have almost have preferred the comedy to come from the point of. Uh, making fun of the people that had a problem with it. Right? right. There are people that genuinely have a problem. There there is a black aerial. Right. Right?
1: And like that is And and I think the joke there could have or should have been, you know, what people have a problem with it. The people that are doing this, da da, da, da yeah. that's the joke, have a problem with it. Like that's the to me that's or the shocking that yeah, these yeah. are the people that have a problem with yeah. it, right. right? Um I think Ego's
2: performance was great. The laughs I did get was from her performance. It reminds me um, that
1: like last year she was so good and that nothing has changed and if not she's gotten even better like it's she's so freaking good yep. and i think that when she leaves the show history will remember her as somebody who was just so fucking solid like she didn't mm-hmm. she does not really flub lines She's, she's not a kate mckinnon where she's going to just be this forever after you know will ferrell christian wig performer but She was so solid when she was on the show.
2: So last week, we got one of the new uh, cast members giving some stand-up. This week, we got another new uh, cast member giving some stand-up. Marcelo Hernandez on the MLB playoffs, written by Marcelo Hernandez and Jake Nordwin. (laughs) I'm going to tell you guys. I'm in love with this.
0: Incredible,
1: guy. Incredible. Yeah. super charismatic, I it was hilarious, great
0: energy, very, very funny. God damn! I also love that his uh, when he gets worked up, his natural accent comes through a little bit more, yep. and like that adds just a certain like flavor to it that I really appreciate. It hit right into the the baseball stuff that I love. Oh,
1: it was <laughs> you, you do love sports ball
0: so much. I I love that when the bat hits the ball. Yeah. Uh, even for a guy that
1: doesn't watch sports, though, you get it.
0: No, exactly, that, and, and the, that's this the point. Is, this, yeah, this is one of those times. Like we talked about, there. Even if there's something that you don't understand about, you know, a certain realm of pop culture, it can still be funny. But, even if you don't fully yeah, understand, you're
1: you're not not going to laugh at Jeff, the white announcer that gets an accent right exactly because we've all
0: seen that and i also love when he he starts it off and he was like he's like you know the, like white people do this it's like yeah but i'll bet you know uh your know, cubans do it a little bit differently right <laughs> he's like, don't, don't do that yeah don't don't do that yeah, which
1: is such great writing <laughs> it's just so perfect like because we all saw it coming yeah you know it's like well he's gonna do another one I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. yeah. No, man. And we all love it with oh. Collins the the butt of jokes. Of yeah, course. Again, kudos to Colin Jost for also actually uh, let's being just the say butt of jokes. A happy coincidence. He stands up. He swivels his hip. Can you feel it? The chair actually hits Colin yeah. Jost, and he goes, "Yeah, I think I can." Yeah. It was so perfect. And then, like, good for him. What's his name? Is uh, Marcelo. Marcelo. Uh, the show with shoes on. Marcelo Hernandez. So so then he goes to sit down, and the chair is perfectly positioned yeah. so he can sit down. Like, I know that's such a little tiny thing, but everything went right here. Yeah. You know, every, even, the, even something that could have gone wrong went right, and I, that's
2: awesome. I sent you guys this thing uh, earlier today about, uh, which I really loved. Whoever, Whichever Redditor filled this out, they attended the show. and Live uh, in person. Uh, live and in person. And, and what they were able to do then is talk about some of the things that you can't see on the camera. And they, they commented, again, before they pushed him on because, again, he's sitting in a chair and uh, a stage manager or a stage hand is going to push him on to the weekend update date in the chair. He doesn't walk there. They push him, you know. And what they were talking about is the cast members beforehand, as they see in the audience, they see all these cast members, like, you know, kind of cheering him up or, or giving him encouragement before he goes on. And, and I hope that's a sign of things to come for this cast. I hope it's a, a cast that gels and that that, that seems that's to, really love cool each to hear, You here. Know? Well yeah,
0: I'm I'm sure it's a thing too of because they're new cast member yep. and then it's his first time doing a solo bit, the weekend update desk. They're like, you know, you got this. Like, and it, and it
2: wasn't if I if I remember right, Brad, you may have remembered who it was, but it wasn't the other first timers. It was guy it was right. like Heidi Gardner or somebody like that yeah. that had been there for a while giving encouragement to the new people. Um and, and again, that family element, because the more this cast gels together, the more they can feel. Off of each other because they understand each other emotionally. The better this season's going to get. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, uh, moving on. Blood Oath, written by Mikey Day, Claire O'Kane, and Shooter Seidel, A man played by Brendan Gleeson cuts his hand too deep during an oath and bleeds profusely. Uh, it also starred uh, Keenan Thompson uh, and Chloe Feynman and Mikey Day.
1: Uh, what do some- you guys think about uh, the the vomit or the blood tube? overall like uh, whenever it goes like this and it's comically
0: overdone yep. i i love it i, 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 I it just it, it never fails for me honestly like i can't think of a sketch where they've done a gag like this with blood or vomit or anything and it hasn't made me laugh and even though I was expecting it, it's still funny just to see how it spurts out and how it naturally, just because of he he is flinging his arm everywhere and seeing where it lands and also seeing the reaction from Keenan and Mikey and Chloe as it like hits them right in the face and they're trying to like act through it and it's all in their eyes and everything. I love you, it. I love it.
2: I can't even tell you the plot of this sketch. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell you what happened after they they did the blood oath. Yeah. Um, because everything else I was just laughing at was the physical comedy. Of course. And Brendan Gleeson did physical Man. comedy so well. There
0: was one part, too, where it was kind of a flub, but it almost worked in its favor because it made it funnier that he had to correct, where he put his hand out for Chloe to look at it, and he kind of missed her face, but then he like moved it so that it was hitting her <laughs> yeah. right in the he, face, and it was it, so good. He did that
1: kind of a couple times where he was like he was aiming, and then he missed, and then he goes, ah, I'm going to get him. Yeah. and it may, You're right. It makes it so much better. Uh, also... Uh, they so like when he cuts his hand, they for some reason, whoever made the decision here or maybe it was just Brennan Gleason doing it, it, it it was bleeding inside the coat. Yeah, but he hit it. And he hit yeah. it and it was like I know what's coming yeah, but like exactly. why are you keeping it hidden and it was dripping out and he was starting to get all over his coat yeah. and I'm like are they ever going to reveal this and he brings it I'm like oh my god his yeah. head is full of blood yeah. but, but it I, was so good but
2: what I loved about that then was it it, it they were making you work for it absolutely bit, right? yeah. and uh, I love the idea of I cut myself and I'm so almost embarrassed that I've never done
1: this before yeah. right um, he just and he, he had like a very specific thing about what they actually do in their tribe <laughs> yeah which and everybody's like, okay, but <laughs> <laughs> And
2: again, because he's so um endearing and so just kind, you feel bad for him, right? Uh because I've never done this before. <laughs> it was like, so good. Uh, I, I, just like, uh I, I just feel like uh I had read that they actually wrote this um they had it last week um for that they put this For Miles Teller and I'm I'm so glad they waited. Um Yeah. I think this is the better choice. Again, I think Miles Teller was great last week. He personally was great. But I didn't think about the, the shows that
1: that they are trying to parody. Yep. Like you know Yeah, this, Brendan Gleeson just has the vibe of somebody who would be yep, in this Warmonger yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You you no, know, it the was the right really person. Funny. And really he
2: funny. he was. Uh all right, finally eyeballs. Uh, wait, we
1: just real quick to go just one more yep. thing about the, the sketch. Uh <laughs> when- <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to apologize about ruining the guy's map and Keenan Thompson like that was one of the things. Keenan oh, yeah. Thompson's the map maker and he's like it's all over the map and he got so uh, concerned <laughs> and he was so upset about it and it was kind of the joke within the joke is like that was one of the times where uh, he literally purposely pointed it towards <laughs> yeah. the map and got the blood even more because yep. he kind of knew the line was coming up about the map being destroyed but the map wasn't necessarily that much destroyed yet. And and again oh.
2: it's it's an interesting thing though Ben like you you brought up earlier is I don't always love sketches like this. I don't always sure. love vomit sketches. I don't always but but when it's done
1: well and when it's done yeah. so absurd yep. like they did it. Over the top is best.
2: Um and and not just not just absurd, but like also I was up I, they had me up until the absurdity. And once they released the absurdity, I was ready to go with yeah. it. Right? No, nope. um, it's
1: it was a very well done version of this sketch, which we've seen a thousand times. It can go good or bad. This was great.
2: Eyes, written by Dan Bulla, Martin Herlihy, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, Sarah Sherman. A woman, played by Sarah Sherman, replaces her eyes with fake plastic ones with Brendan Gleeson, Ego Nwodum, Bowen Yang, and Michael Longfellow. Uh, I could tell you what, Sarah Sherman, kind of an odd fellow there. Uh, (laughs) But did I... I I watched this, this sketch specifically 3 times to decide whether I liked it and I landed on the the side of I do like this sketch.
0: This sketch is very funny. It's it's a simple premise. Uh it's a definitely a Sarah Sherman special. This feels like just right up her alley. Exactly her brand of comedy. And, like, uh, as funny as it also is unsettling, because... It, that's what I'm saying. The, I, <laughs> the, some of the expressions on Sarah Sherman's face with those eyes are haunting. Like, it feels like it could easily be in a horror movie, like uh, a sister movie to Smile. Now, you listen. Know?
1: <laughs> now, listen. I have talked about this at length, that I, I find Heidi Gardner really attractive. Now, in this sketch, just... And bear with me. It's a joke. I'm joking. Like... <laughs>
0: You're attracted to Sarah Sherman with the Google <laughs> eyes. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, I'm serious. Though. No. But
1: no, this, I, was, I was waiting for you to interrupt me.
2: <laughs> I want to see how, where you're going to go. <laughs> and, uh, I did too. I'm like, I, I don't. I'm going to let because there's go a part of me that believed that maybe. Well, you know, what? And we're here for you. All you right? know what? Any
1: woman that can't actually love see me, love is love
0: is love is love.
1: Probably in my favor. Google eyes,
0: Google, Google eyes. Uh, but no, so one of the other things I loved about this sketch, aside from Sarah Sherman looking wildly insane because of these eyes, is what Brendan Gleeson is doing as his character. Because for some reason, he's playing it up just as much. Where he's like doing this very, uh, like, pronounced yep. regal kind of voice as the boss, as the, uh, American. Like, yeah, and it's like he's he's making it sound almost like Shakespearean in a way, like the way he's talking, like a, a very self-important kind of person. Also, which,
1: those are not bad slogans for Denver, right? <laughs> especially, especially the one about
0: Austin, pretty good, <laughs> but pretty pretty good
1: uh, tourism slogans.
0: But yeah, that, I thought this was was very funny for sure. It, it was
2: just, it, you know, some, sometimes with Sarah Sherman, I had to decide because it is so um, unsettling, oftentimes, right? Whether it's meatballs with or like like meatballs growing from flesh or whatever with you know the sing or the the, uh, um, the the
1: the the flowers being peed on. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. that sometimes you have to like get over the unsettling part of it to get to the comedy.
1: Um so so when we talked about earlier uh, last year when we talked about how the 10 to 1 doesn't exist anymore because it came so early with the meatball sketch and yep, things like that yep. this really did feel like an actual 10 to 1 like and I Oh don't,
0: the, yeah this was a legit 10 to 1
1: but yeah, I also, okay, sorry it, it really was but it and it also felt like one yep. and do my question to you Brad and, and Nate do you think that like maybe they are going to try to like keep her at the end with this now
0: I mean I don't know cuz for me I think that the reason that we have seen kind of More ten to one s sketches pop up is because. A lot of the newer cast members, you know, do have this kind of alt comedy flair to them, you know, because yep. I, I think Andrew Dismukes, especially now, has filled in the gap that has been left behind by uh, after Beck Bennett left and Kyle Mooney wasn't doing as much. And now that Kyle Mooney is gone, I feel like Dismukes is kind of fitting into that a little well, bit. And you
1: guys did mention that his his photographer character is yeah. very weird he- headshot, and it I almost could have been.
0: I just said in my review that headshots felt like it could have been a 10 to 1 sketch sure. if there wasn't this other, like, full on 10 sure. to 1 sketch. I also think
2: we're we're at a a time as we know different comedy feels different kind of comedy genre cycle i think we're in it a, 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 an era where absurdist humor is very funny to people yeah. yeah um and so this is i think a good era for andrew lucs and sarah sherman particularly yeah and so i don't think it's going to go just to the 10 to 1 10 to 1 spots because i think they believe and they're probably right that especially for a younger generation for people that really love absurdist humor it, it is a it's a gold line for them because Sarah Sherman I had never heard of her before she came on the show man i'm she, so happy she she's had, here she had a significant following though like she had people yeah. <laughs> that genuinely loved her youtube and online present stuff um yep. and so uh, again and and i think it, it, it can be, for me, not off-putting at all, but it, it, it can be unsettling, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. You just have to like, oh my word, what is happening here? I couldn't get over when I first watched the sketch, how did they attach her googly eyes? Like what did they do? How did they do the makeup for that? Like, I, like that—that's what I thought of when I first. And so I couldn't get the humor fully because I was just so un—just like uh, uh, taking back that
1: sketch by I, the googly. I said, "Okay, well, the MVP is the googly eye prosthetics <laughs> because I don't know if you saw what she did, but she was." Literally shaking her head as hard as she could. And oh yeah, they didn't even fucking budge. Yeah, they were. It's it, whoever did that was amazing. Well, she couldn't see uh, according <laughs> you, to the thing that we well, saw. You, well, um, you can
0: tell because like she. There's some yep. things where she like reached people and like she's making sure that they're there. Yeah, <laughs> again, it's so
2: good. The, the again, uh, hat tip to the Reddit uh, SNL uh, subreddit. The person that went there had also said that they had to you know essentially bring her out. Yeah. by hand and set her down. I love
1: that. Which again could to her to be committed to the sketch and and honestly trusting herself enough to be like okay we've done this in rehearsal a couple of times and now i remember that i'm supposed to reach out and touch his shoulder here and then hug the water cooler and find the door i mean jesus that's that's that's, like it's real talent
2: that's choreography right awesome
1: she knew where she was going and so uh, happy with that uh and and, it's what a 10 to 1 should be every single time and i'm okay if it's uh if it comes earlier in the show too yeah uh, and again, I'll, I'll throw in
2: the um, uh, Martin Hurley, all those boys too, uh, because again, I think they're great uh, absurdist humor as well. Sure, so, absolutely. it's it's just a new era, right? And I'm okay with it. And I'm. It took me a second to get into it, um, uh, because again, we're so we were so accustomed to the Kate McKinnon kind of era of SNL, and it feels like we are turning the page, and it's going to be really good. Um, it's going to be
1: weird, but it's going to be good. And you know what, guys, I'm here for it.
2: Yep. All right, let's move on to, um, let's talk about our favorite, let's do sketch of the night first. What was your favorite sketch of the night? Uh, ben, I'll start with you.
1: Uh, I, I still, because uh, you won't let me do a weekend update, right? You still won't let me do it. It's Yeah, it's not a, it has to be a sketch. So it's uh, it's the first one of the night. It's the game show. I, I loved it that much. I thought that it was so refreshing to have a game show off the top as the cold open I want them to do it so much more. I, I I hate the political shit. If this is what we get when you get a game show off the top, I want it every single time. And Keenan, when he hears Elon Musk's name and just breaking everything and Heidi Gardner just like drowning herself in wine and then Chloe Fineman coming up and literally wiping the water of the wine off the seat to sit down and then commit to the bit and then the, the new cast member uh, uh, with the Kanye stuff, it was great. It was legitimately great. And and
2: again Ben, uh, you hate the political stuff but this was a political it sketch. It was, but this is—I so hate but the. Blue, you liked how they I did hate this the political politics. stuff
1: because of the way they do it. Exactly, and this we're is just how tired you tired exactly. of the way that they were yeah. doing. This is it. Yep. and it, it, this is so refreshing for SNL that that's why it's my. Yep. Again, one.
2: again. So I think that's a, a good clarification to say, I was as well. I'm tired of that Fox News sketches. I don't, right? If I see, well,
1: um, I mean, Cecily's uh, filming something or doing a play or whatever. So you're not going to see Janine Piero for a while, which is fine with me because I don't like that.
0: Well, I do like Judge Jean Pirro. I but, don't like it. The, but the typically, ninth time in well, eight no, episodes, no, no. I don't like it. We're talking about
2: Judge Jean Pirro as played by as Cecily the, Strong. As, as the
0: oh, co- yeah, because I love the real <laughs> Judge Jean Pirro. No, no. I, no, I, no I, as the I, cold
1: I, open to get it. Yeah,
0: because I, I do love whenever she plays the character, even if the sketch surrounding her isn't good, because just the format is tired. And she's great. Yeah, but she's great as a character. Uh, I would say that's probably my third favorite sketch of the night. That's fair. No, All right, that's fair where, but where I, but for
1: what it did for the show.
2: But but would still say it was a great sketch, right? It was a good sketch.
0: I don't know I would say great sketch, but I would say... Uh, a pretty dang good sketch. So we put, <laughs> uh, cool. put that put that cool. on your on your, cool. on, your, on your on your Brad tracking. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right, which one would you Jesus which one Christ. would you pick as your favorite? My favorite sketch uh, was the the new cast member. Yeah, sketch. That was mine too. That was that was my my top one. Yeah,
1: you know, I'd put it as a as an almost pretty amazing <laughs> good but not really great sketch. I don't know, like in the Ben version of things. It's amazing, amazing is, is a wait, wait, too, wait, too big of an action.
2: you said buddy. you said that. Okay, so new cast members is my favorite as well. You said that.
0: Ben's was your third favorite. What was your number two? Headshots. Oh, Love headshots. Love headshots. Nope. Love it. Hilarious. Better than Ben's ideas. (laughs) It was fine. It was very funny. It was fine.
2: All right. Let's go with uh, uh, best cast member, uh, MVP. Who would you give it? We'll start with you, Brad.
0: Don't start with me.
1: You didn't do one?
0: No, I haven't been doing the MVP in my reviews. Anymore. All right, let's start with <laughs> uh, start with Ben. <laughs> so now I'm a uh, Ben where I don't think about it ahead of time. No, I didn't either. I really didn't. All right, uh, but I, no, will, I,
2: will, I will go. Ahead, go ahead. I will go? go. I'm going to give it to Brendan
0: Gleeson. Again,
2: we rarely give it to hosts. I just loved what he did in this. Uh, I thought uh, after a monologue that I was very skeptical of, uh, I didn't love it. He nailed it out of the park. Like there, there was a uniqueness. I felt him in the sketches he was in, right? And some of the sketches needed to be him. We talked about um, Miles Teller not being able to do what he did. Even though I love Miles Teller, there's nothing wrong with what he did. I don't think he could have brought the same stuff yeah. that Brendan Gleason did. I felt his presence in this episode. I thought he was really good, even in the subtle things. Brad, you brought up in the eyes um, sketch, right? Even in that subtle thing that he was doing with his voice and with his the character he was playing, making the decisions he did, I just I just loved it. I thought he was really good. I think I'm gonna I'm give
0: gonna it to I'm gonna give it to the four new featured players. Oh. Simply because No, of, pick one of them. I'm gonna give it to all the of them. I'm gonna give it to all of them. Only, can't. only can't. Hernandez.
1: I'm gonna give it to all of them collectively. Oh, I, mean I know but that's because,
0: fine. Of, because of the splash they all made in that one sketch. And like that, I think that's impressive for, for all of them to do. If I were to give it It's Hernandez to only one of them,
1: it'd be Molly Carney cool so it turned out it's hernandez because of his weekend update uh that was great
0: but was i thought, I thought
1: but he was also hel- the uh, second most hilarious in that uh, the, the the four new people sure so second there but molly carney's gonna...
0: molly Clyde's part was also bigger and funnier yeah right in that one sketch and then right but, it, then, was, but it, then, then then it was funnier then. enough to overpower no and then they didn't have another one so then uh all of their power they didn't need it
1: the, yeah their power yeah get it right ben fuck <laughs> I, I, I was only <laughs> got real. it right god damn it <laughs> it, it was me <laughs> fuck So, long story short, weekend update, crush it, and then the second funniest in that pre-tape means that Hernandez gets it for me. I'm telling you
2: guys, this is this is why I love this episode. It was hard for me because again, I gave it to Brendan Gleeson, but everyone did their parts this 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 episode. And I don't well. remember
0: Look seeing at,
1: anybody completely that's what I'm saying. throw something like off like here. even
2: Keenan who we often who, think is who is just the worst always. He did uh, even he did okay. He, no, I mean even in this that's what I'm saying, we're not talking about Keenan and if you go back and watch the stuff he did in some of these sketches, he did some funny stuff, right,
1: right. right? And we're not even talking about him. Everybody really did a good job this time. Nobody really flubbed their lines other than the monologue. I mean, it just, which is why you can't really give him the MVP. But like, it's fine. Uh, everybody else <laughs> good. Well,
0: we're going to be back uh, again for the third and uh, final episode of this trio what? that kicks off season 48. Who's hosting? It's going to be a double duty host and musical guest, Megan the Stallion how would our listeners know her she is a hip-hop recording artist uh chart topping she's won some grammys um she's done some some songs that are uh very very uh hip and cool <laughs> and she also made a cameo as herself on she hulk where she twerks with
2: she hulk real briefly before you end this episode do you expect this episode beforehand to be better than the lizzo episode
0: you know, I don't know because I I've only seen two hip hop two. I've know, only seen again. a little bit of Megan The Stallion's personality outside of like what she does as far as her hip hop persona. I haven't seen whether or not she can uh, act, act funny. The She Hulk thing I don't think was really a great example because she had such a small part in it that you didn't really get to see her agreed. truly perform. So I'm I'm curious more. Lizzo was
1: really good. And, she was and Megan The Stallion, it, it, you know, again not not really an actress. Uh, so we'll see, but. My bar is lower than Lizzo because Lo- Lizzo has been in the pop culture a little bit longer. Yeah. Has has definitely had more experience before she and she has hosted such, a, such a big personality that you yeah. Yeah. get get a vibe. She of was a character yeah. before, exactly. Yeah. And so th- it's going to be interesting to see. I'm happy they're doing it because. Somebody with that much gravitas as a musical guest, getting it's kind of like a Miley Cyrus. If you get to be the musical guest and you're really good, and they're like, and you're you know, oh, we could use you as the host. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious as to like what what they've seen or like what they where they thought that like oh "Oh." yeah she can probably easily host the show you know so because you've got you know in the in the litany of people that have done it the best ones Timberlake and Cyrus right. And then the worst ones, musical guest-wise, that have hosted are Ashley Simpson never did it. But she's still probably the worst. So yeah, we'll
0: see what happens after she uh, hosts the show next weekend. We'll be back.
1: I am interested to hear, though, if we could come up with uh, somebody that was the musical guest, then got the opportunity to host, and was terrible. I, I want to do a little research here, there, well, let's, there let's, has next, to be something. next right. week, let's bring this back up. Let's yeah, see if it. we can
0: find something. Oh, we don't want to do it right now. No,
1: not right now.
2: No, not sure. right now. Fuck myself. All right. Hey, uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, Bradford where can people find
0: you Slashroom.com writing editing at Ethan underscore Anderton on Twitter Uh, check out the Slashroom Daily podcast if you want to hear about movie and TV news and uh, And your SNL review you do a great job with that oh thank you buddy Uh, yeah on uh, Sunday late morning early afternoon is when my review goes up I've I've reformatted a little bit I used to do uh, break down every single sketch including all the weekend update stuff but now I've been isolating I I do the best sketch Uh, I do uh, usually point out what I thought was like the second best sketch the worst sketch and the weirdest Sketch and comment on the host, and uh, the, that's pretty you much. Know, it. So never... still a full review,
2: but but you, no no, but you what you
1: never do and put in there is a link to our podcast. But uh, but where well, can people find? We'll you? work on that. Uh, well, you can find me linking to our podcast everywhere <laughs> that I post. What doesn't uh, do us
0: any good because he doesn't really post anywhere. Yeah, no, so it's, the, pretty, that has it's links. pretty
1: bad. You know what, guys? If for some reason you're in the southwest or northwest, or sorry, if you're in the what. Nor- <laughs> The northwest-
0: or, the, or the Southeast or Northeast.
1: If you're ever in Northwest Indiana. No. If you're ever in Southwest Michigan okay, or Northwest Indiana, come to Full Tilt Arcade and Pinball. Guys, it's so much fun. There's a whole arcade. Deep- Do you have an SNL pinball machine? No. I mean, oh,
0: Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't be uh, great?
1: I don't know that they have. No, they don't have one. I don't think they have one, but you no. should build one. Uh, give it to Ryan, right? Your partner. Yeah, my this. partner in, in crime here that's uh, doing this arcade with me. He probably could I bet one. he good. He's a really smart guy. Uh, but yeah, FullTiltLP.com. Check us out. And again, uh, we encourage you to rate this
2: podcast, share it. Subscribe. Again, subscribe. Uh, we we want to keep on growing this. Uh, if you are a YouTube subscriber or YouTube watcher, you can. we're putting these on YouTube as well because we know... Uh, people just, you know, they take in media in very different ways. So wherever you can find us, uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter, all these kind of things. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, we hope you'll be back next week for another new episode with Megan the Stallion. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Keep listening.